Okay, it's um May seventh, two thousand and nineteen, and um I got a left behind dream. Yeah, God's definitely not playing. Um, and um, it's serious, you know. If um, it's First Corinthians six nine eleven, if you want to make the rapture, if you are not obeying First Corinthians six nine eleven, you will get left behind. And Satan knows this. And a lot of people don't. So the few that do, you have to let others know. Uh, I feel like I'm supposed to say something to a friend of mine that I haven't talked to in a long time. He used to go by the rap name B Trees. I think his his name was Demetrius. I can't remember his last name. But, uh, in this dream, yeah, I was left behind. And, um, it was crazy. The first thing that you noticed was that, um, the freeways were, were, were packed. It was, it was, it was just a mass shutdown, back to back traffic. You know, people, it was so much traffic that people were just getting out of their cars and walking. They just abandoned their vehicles and just started walking. That's how bad it was. The traffic was not moving. The, it was not moving whatsoever. And the reason, the reason it was so bad was because there's a lot of people in their cars just waiting, not knowing that miles up ahead, people had already got out of their cars and started walking home. And, um, I was, um, initially when the dream started, um, I was in like my apartment in my dream. Like, you know how you like a dream apartment, right? But in the, my dream apartment, it wasn't even like the apartment that was in my dream or whatever. I realized initially where I was staying, I was staying with somebody. And when I came to the room that I was staying in, all my stuff was gone. And I'm like, oh, I guess I got kicked out of, I got kicked out. But it, nobody told me I was getting kicked out. I, I couldn't find the owner of the apartment, whoever that was. Couldn't find that person. And um, so, yeah, I was kicked out. And, um, it didn't feel so great, actually, knowing that I didn't have a place to uh, call home. And then in another part of the dream, I was in my apartment. And um, I had that spare bedroom. And I noticed that in the spare bedroom, when I walked in there, when I tried to turn the light on, there was no light. And... um so, um, I was like trying to make sure the light was plugged in and it was like somebody had moved the light. So then I plugged it in and the light bulb was really dim. It was so dim that it wasn't produce producing enough light to light up the darkness. It was so dim. It was like, you couldn't even see the light. You got to think dreams are like metaphors. There's just a lot of things that it means. For me, it means that um, I lost my light. And uh, I noticed the Holy Spirit hasn't been around me because 
I've been in the world lusting women like crazy. And it's just, it sucks because I'm a single man, you know, and it's like, I, I want a girlfriend. I want a, a, a wife, you know. And I just see all these beautiful women all day long when I'm working and they're not wearing any type of clothes and they just, it activates me. You know what I mean? Like I just start lusting women and, um, and I Uber too. So sometimes I get really beautiful women that get in the car and, um, you know, we're talking and having conversations and yeah. So my mind just goes towards that, unfortunately, you know. But I mean, lately, like 99% of my thoughts have just been sexual all day long. And, uh, I always think like, well, it's kind of like what God said, like, it's okay to get mad, but just don't sin. So then I start thinking, well, it's okay to, to think about having sex with all these women and Wondering what it would like to be to kiss them and touch them and hold them. And, um, and like other sexual fantasies, just as long as I don't do it. But no, it's not. It's dangerous because our minds are so powerful that if we think about something long enough, we'll want to manifest it in physical reality, you know, so. It's, it's, it's deeper than that. You know, we really can't think about it. Like really, as soon as we get any type of outset thought in that manner, you know, whether it's sexual or anger or whatever it is, whatever is not Christ-like, you know, whatever is not pure and righteous, we need to disregard it immediately and focus on something righteous and focus on something pure to not, to not, um, think about that, you know, oddly enough, when I was left behind, I noticed there was still some animals, um, because, um, I was trying to get Demetrius, uh, to rent out the room in my apartment and he was like, yeah, you know, he was thinking about it. And I thought he was going to move in for sure because I told him about the rent or whatever. But in the latter part of the dream, after um, I was left behind. And in the dream, I knew I was left behind. And I was really bummed out and sad. But now I had to think about survival. Because I already knew that God left me. And, uh, so you can't cry over spilled milk. I mean, once the rapture happens, it's done. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, Jesus will come back after the tribulation. So that's a good thing. But, um, it sucks because you're not going to be able to buy food. You're not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to continue life the way we are now without taking the mark of the beast. And a lot of people will take the mark of the beast because it's, they were, you're forced into it. You're cornered, you know? It's like, hey, um, God took, took who he's going to take. So, um, whoever's left, you know, this is how we're going to have, this is how we're going to have to survive. But what people don't realize is that's the Antichrist who's running things. He comes into power after the rapture. And you have to understand why the rapture is real. A lot of things were taken out of the Bible, you know. When the Catholic Church started taking things out of the Bible, they lost a lot of Christians, Protestants. And, um, if you look at the Olivet Discourse, it's, 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 it's laid out there more. But if you read Revelations, you can tell things are missing. And I'm going to just point this out to the non-believers, to, to the people who don't believe in a pre-trib rapture. There's two times in the, in the Bible 
where they talk about Jesus coming back, right? One is they talk about him coming back like a thief in the night. And the other one, they're talking about him appearing on the clouds and everybody on the whole earth being able to see him on the clouds, on his horse, with all of his saints. Those are two different events, okay? You're not going to snatch people, not going to appear like a thief in the night and snatch people away. And then come back to where everybody can see like this. Those are two different things. And that's the problem with man. You know, you could try to take things away from the Bible. Or there's some, there's some with man. There's always going to be something wrong because we're men. We're, we're, we're created being. God is self-existent. Nobody created God. You know, if anything, God created himself. But all life comes from God. And all life have got, has God's imprint on, on it, no matter what. Because it all came from God, from that one source. And um, it just doesn't make sense. How does Jesus come back with his saints? Like, how's he... How's he going to come back in the second coming, snatch everybody up, and then now he's on the cloud, coming on the clouds with all of them to fight? Like, that makes no sense. What makes sense is that there was a catch in the way that, that he snatched away his, his church, his people, his, his righteous followers, people that were living righteously or trying to live righteously, you know? And, and, and then the tribulation occurs. And then after the tribulation, he comes back with, with the saints for the war of Armageddon, Gog and Magog. So, um, back to the dream. Um, yeah, it didn't work out with me in my apartment. I guess, uh, I don't know what happened, but. In the, in the latter part of the dream, I know that I was on the freeway driving and I had to get out of my car and start walking because no, no cars were moving, you know, and, uh, Demetrius B. Trees or whatever, he, um, he said, well, hey, man, you can stay with me. And I was very thankful for that, you know, because I was abandoned. I had nothing no more. And so I'm not, I'm, I'm guessing that, I mean, he had a really nice, like, uh, apartment. It was actually, it was actually like a New York type of deal because he had a, like a building. It's like a huge warehouse. And he had like the end, like the end of it, you know? And I was just amazed at like how big it was. I'm like, wow, this is like, a big chunk, a big section of a warehouse and, and a building. Like, it was just like a big building, you know? And, um, I was just like, just marvel, marveling at it. Like, wow, this is a lot of space. Like, and, um, it was just like one huge, big open room. So it wasn't like it, there was actually separate rooms, you know, for like the bedrooms and the kitchen. I think maybe the bathroom could have been like in a separate room, but so I was there. <sighs> I was there in his, um, I don't know what you call it, loft or something. And, um, he wasn't there yet, you know. He was there initially, like to bring me there, and he was like, I'll be back. And I'm like, okay. And, um, you know, he was telling me before he left or whatever, he was like, uh, or maybe when he came back, he told me this, but so yeah, I was just there looking at the apartment, just like amazed, like, man, this is a really nice area. And I'm like, this could be like a whole new life for me, a whole new beginning. And I was actually kind of excited and sad at the same time. Like I was sad because I knew I was left behind and, um, 
but I knew it was my fault, you know, because I was less than women. Even though I wasn't having sex with them or anything, I was thinking in my head, like I have been thinking in my head, like, if I have an opportunity, it is not funny at all, you know, but it's just, I'm lonely, you know. It's like I want that female affection, like I want... I want to, you know, like just be in the company of a female. And even when I do meet females now, there's always something, something off, you know. Like it's never, like the women I see when I'm working, those are like the women I want, you know. Women like, they take care of themselves, they smell good, they're nice, they're pretty, they're polite, they got careers, and then, like, the women that I meet outside of work are not that. They're just, they're bums, you know what I mean? Like, they can't put two and two together. Like, there's always something off with them. Like, um, job, no car, car, no job, um, apartment, no car. Uh, it's like peanut butter, no jelly, you know what I mean? Like, it's just something, something just isn't right and it's not going to get fixed there's no motivation there it's they're, they're lost you know and they're lost in the world you know and I, that's what basically what i meet and like the women that i see on campus they're lost too but at least they got their career and their life together you know but yeah there's nothing here is going to work out because jesus people have turned their back on jesus and jesus is the glue jesus created everything this is why everything works because of jesus you know just the fact that jesus would withdraw himself but still allow this place to exist just shows how much he really does love his creation you know but he's hurt his feelings are hurt you know he created all this for all of us and we don't even care about him we just care about all this stuff that he made for us because he loves us, but we don't care about who created it for us. And I, I get that. You know, that is sad. That makes me want to cry for Jesus because he did so much. I mean, the whole, when you really look at everything, I mean, sometimes I get mad and I get mad at God, but it's really a lack of understanding, but it really is a perfect plan. I mean, he created us and he wanted to give us free will. So we weren't robots. So we weren't made to love him. He wanted us to love him on our own, of our own free will, to realize everything he's done for us. He's not asking for much. He really gave us the world. And everything in it. And all he wanted was love, a hug, some some time to talk with us, fellowship. He wanted to bond with us and be friends with us. And it's just it's just a heartbreaking story, you know. And um that's why he had to do that. You know, he gave Adam and Eve all of this and he said, just don't eat this off eat this fruit off this tree please just don't do it just listen to me and satan he had free will too you know and he was the first one to break it you know he got prideful and was like i want to be worshiped you know why are we worshiping god why am i doing this to god i'm just i'm great too i'm i'm the greatest creation and I think at that time that was true because there was a hierarchy, you know, there's a hierarchy because it was God, Lucifer, Michelangelo or uh, Archangel Michael, so on and so forth. Gabriel, whatever, whatever the order was, uh, Lucifer was at the top of that, you know, and um, he was he was like the worship director for God, you know. And uh, he just, 
started getting the thoughts like, you know, why are we worshiping God when I'm great too, you know? And um, he got kicked out of heaven. And he was just falling and falling and falling endlessly in the darkness, you know? And then I think uh, God set an angel down. And God created this place, I guess, for Satan to go, you know. And, um, you know, he created, he created all this in like six days, you know. Six, seven, seven, on the seventh day he rested, you know. But God really doesn't have any rest, you know, since all this has been happening. He's been very busy. So I'm sure he would like to rest with us, you know, in eternity. I don't know. I mean, read the book of Enoch. Read the book of Adam and Eve. Uh, read the book of Bartholomew. That one was in the Catholic Bible. I feel like those three books are very beneficial for people who want to know more about God and Jesus and everything that's going on here. Um, I, you just can't trust nothing here, you know. I mean, it's really obvious, you know, the food, the water, the air, everything's being poisoned, you know. Uh, the media is deceiving us big time. So... Back to this dream. Um, when Demetrius, aka B Trees, returned to the loft, I noticed when he came in, he came in with a lot of people. He had so many friends. I mean, that's one thing I knew about him. He always had a lot of friends. And when I met him, he came from Dayton to Columbus. Such a good dude. We really never had any issues, you know what I mean? Towards the end, when I started, like, becoming more to the world and just started identifying more with, like, the gangsters that I hung out with and started feeling like I was a gangster and I was under that deception. All because of the rap music. I mean, music is so powerful, you know, it categorizes people, you know, the type of music people listen to programs the way they think and how they move you know and it's all done by design you know it's all excuse me excuse me it's all been messed up you know satan has muddied everything you know he's just stuck his nastiness and everything and just corrupted everything he's just a he's just a miserable creature of his own doing you know he wasn't created to be that way he was all that power that he had i mean think all the good things he could have been doing with it could be purifying the air purifying the food you know making beautiful music instead of corrupted music that's on the radio like yesterday because when i get uber people in the car like i really try to have like a neutral a neutral station for people to listen to. And it's hard because like I said, everything is categorized and everybody's in some type of category. So I could put, you know, talk radio on and, and certain talk radio will offend other people because the views and opinions. Some people want to listen to 99.7, the blitz, heavy metal, you know, and all of this is, is very good music. I don't want to say good, but it's very hypnotic. It pulls you in and it, it does make you, it does alter the way that you think about things and perceive things. So 99.7, yesterday, the first song I heard was I Hate You. And it was a, it was a beautiful day yesterday, but that song automatically started making me think about hating my ex-girlfriend, you know, my ex-wife or whatever. And I even caught myself singing along to it, even though I never heard the song ever. But just after, you know, a, a couple seconds of listening to it, I was already in a hypnotic trance and was 
catching myself involuntarily like singing along to it. So, I mean, there's very powerful spells and witchcraft going on here. And everybody can can really get pulled into it easily, you know. It it is difficult, you know, trying to be a follower of Jesus. I think that's the most difficult thing here, you know. You got the whole world against you. And most people don't even realize it. They just go with the flow. It really takes a very strong individual to resist the world and follow Jesus. And I'm not perfect. I've, I, I slip and fall every day and I probably won't make the rapture. I hate to say it like that. I don't want to speak nothing into existence, but it's tough. It is tough, you know. But I know it's, it is impossible, but it's possible with Jesus and prayer to fight off lustful thoughts. And, and, uh, it's, it's tough for me because I don't know, man. I've just been always so deeply attracted to women, to women, you know, and you got to think, man, women made fallen angels sin, you know, so. They have a very strong power to them. And that's why, you know, when you watch these heaven and hell testimonies, people are just amazed at how many beautiful women are in hell. Gorgeous, like the most beautiful women here on earth are in hell. But if you go look at their social media accounts, their Instagram pages, I mean, it's hard for me, you know, because as soon as I get lonely, the first thing I want to do is... Go to social media, Instagram, Facebook, and I'm like a, I'm like a a dog in the heat, <laughs> you know. And I'm just like, you know, who 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 who's paying, who who will respond to me? Who will pay attention to me? I know I'm not ugly, you know. I know, but nobody does, you know. Every but every woman ignores me completely. You know, and I'm, I was merciless with it, you know, and I'm talking about as of yesterday. So I don't want you to think this is like far behind me. Like, no, I, I, I've been sending all month of May, almost every single day in May, I've watched porn and masturbated. I'm being honest here. I don't have to share this information with anybody. You know, I'm a grown man. Like, I don't have to, to, Show this transparency with this podcast. I don't have to be transparent. But nobody is. Nobody's transparent. I am because God knows everything anyway. Nothing is hidden. None of our thoughts are hidden. None of our actions are hidden. I don't care if you go somewhere where there's nobody around and you're in the dark doing something. Nothing is hidden from God. And so I'm not going to hide anything from my brothers and sisters here. You know, I think that's one thing that kind of throws people off when they meet me. My transparency, you know, I, I, I don't I don't try to act hard or I am who I am. If I'm vulnerable, I'm vulnerable. If I'm insecure about something, I say it. You know, if I have a doubt or a worry, I express it. You know, if if I'm hurt, I say I'm hurt. I don't hide nothing. That takes a lot of courage. I'm not like toot my own horn here because I'm definitely not perfect. You know, I just know that this can help people, you know, and I'm all about helping and sharing and trying to help everybody make it to heaven. This is not a good place for us because Satan has corrupted everything here. This place was not for us. This was Satan's real estate. You know what I mean? And when God created us in his image and put us here, we already had power and dominion over Satan. But we made a choice to disobey God and to listen to Satan. And so the curse began. 
And even though we're living under the curse, God has so much love for us. He said, I will, I will send my word into the world. My word will become flesh. And Jesus was born. And Jesus is the word of God. Everything he did, you know, perfectly mimicked the will and the word of God. And he just came to spread love. He never said hateful things. He accepted everybody. He, he just lived a sinless life. You know, he had to not apologize for nothing. There was no apologies needed from Jesus because he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't sin. He lived a perfect life. And he was murdered here. You know, he never did nothing wrong. He didn't murder nobody, never punch nobody, never hurt nobody. He spread love and just, you know, healed people. He healed people. You know, you would think that would be something to be celebrated and, and promoted the good things that he did. But it wasn't. And, and and people that do things like that here, holistic doctors that are presenting cures for these diseases, they're murdered. Nipsey Hussle was killed for just talking doing a doc talking about doing a documentary on Dr. Seabe who won cases in the Supreme Court for curing diseases like AIDS and hepatitis and herpes and um blindness and you know it's all about our diet you know he said everybody here is on a blood and starch diet and that's why they're dying because they're eating flesh bloody flesh and bread you know and then we're remaining in an acidic environment in our body when you study the water do you guys not realize we can't even drink regular water now everything <laughs> Satan has corrupted everything out of all the bottles of water, I think Essentia is the one with the highest pH balance. If you watch The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne's got his bottle of Essentia right there. These people know, but they're deceiving you because they're getting that big check. And it's all about them. It's like, hey, if you can't figure it out, F you. You know what I mean? I'm sorry, I can't operate like that, but I'll never be famous. I'll never be on that level. I've had many opportunities. Trust me. I've been around a lot of celebrities. <clears throat> they liked me. I had I had I had the invitations to be on that level because I was keen and aware and I paid attention to the details. I put two and two together and I was able to figure things out. And they 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 recognized that. And so the, the invitation was extended. But I'm not built like them. I am not a savage like that. You know, I got too much love for my brothers and sisters here. Even though people treat me evil out of nowhere. Because of the light of Christ is still in me. I know it's dimming. Because I've been lusting women. But God still loves me. He hasn't left me. He's rooting for me. He knows that I can make the rapture. He knows that I have to be more disciplined. I have to stop masturbating. I have to stop lusting women. And most of them are really evil to me anyways. Everywhere I go, I mean, people are just really mean to, to me. For no reason. I mean, it's really been like that my whole life. I didn't understand it for a really long time. Now I finally do. You know, if I do make the raptures by the skin of my teeth, I barely made it. Barely. Only by the grace of God and by being obedient and resisting temptation. You know, sometimes it's not even temptation there. Sometimes I just create it. My mind is idle. I, you know, I stay busy all day long. My mind is idle. And it's tough. Like, I would try to do all kinds of things to to work on this discipline, you know. 
I joined Immortal MMA. So every morning I wake up, I go train. I do the strike fit class, the boxing class. You know, and I, and I focus. And then from there, I go immediately to um, Planet Fitness and get in a, another workout. I punish my flesh, you know, and I don't eat this whole time I'm doing it. So it's just strict, heavy training, no food. And then once I'm done with those things and my body wore out and, and, uh, you know, I, I need to rehydrate and I need to, to get water and supplements back into my body. Then I got to make sure that I pick the correct things to eat because I don't trust anything here. Everything has been messed up. That's why you see gluten-free, vegan, vegetarian, you know. People are becoming aware, but don't you see how much of an obstacle it is to try to stay healthy here, to live longer here when all this these things are messed with? It's not by accident. It's by design, by Satan. And you know why Satan hates us so much? Because he knows that our birthright is for, to be in heaven. That is our birthright. And um, he knows that. He knows that he will never be in heaven. He knows that is not possible for him. And so he wants to punish God's children, God's babies, us who don't know. We didn't, we don't know anything, you know, but considering, considering the time that we're in, I have to trust that God knows that, you know, everybody here is aware of what's going on and they've already made their choices, you know, but I don't know. I can sense it in my spirit every day. Time is on. Time is out. Time is up. It's not even about time running out. It's not even about it being eleven fifty nine and fifty nine seconds. No, it's midnight. Time is up. We're in the exact last second of the last minute. It's just a long second right now. It's just. It's just Jesus, you know, like, please, God, please, just a little bit more time. Please, I just want to get a little bit more people. Please, Lord, I just, I just want to save a little bit more people. Please, God, this is what Jesus is doing for us. He's, he's, he's just trying to work with us. And it's, it sucks because people who were ready, there was a time where I was ready and I was obedient and I was like a real disciple and I was feeling good and powerful that I was able to resist the enemy and I was aware of all the snares and traps because I was sober minded and I was like Neo in the Matrix deflecting bullets, you know. And then the rapture didn't happen. I got discouraged and I fell back into the world. And this is this will be it's this will be for a lot of people, you know. And we we can miss the rapture because of one sin. And I'm fully aware of it, so there's no excuse when I get left behind that um it was because my my flesh and I know how to make the flesh weak, I starve it. And I haven't fasted. Like, I'll fast. I'll try to fast. Like, yesterday, I ate at, like, 2 o'clock. And then I fasted till like, 9 or 10 o'clock. And then I broke down and went and ordered some food, you know. And then when I ordered the food, as soon as I sat at the table, the waitress was just evil towards me. She just gave me a look of, of complete hatred. And I'm just like, wow, because I went to Target earlier and bought a shirt and I was waiting in line. And when I got to the line, 
this white guy at Target just gave me an evil look. And so I got mad and I looked back at him evil like, bro, what's up? You want to bang, bro? What's up? Like, that's the look that I look at. Sometimes I get tired, man. I get tired of trying to be nice to all these people who are being evil towards me for no reason. And I'm talking about it's nonstop. The thing is, people just automatically are doing it. I could be driving on the freeway, going the speed limit. This happens every day, all day long. And a car that was going the speed limit as well, a mile behind me, is all all of a sudden riding, riding my bumper. So I'll get into the next lane and they'll get right behind me and ride my bumper. So then I'll brake check them and stare at them through the rear view mirror. Like, what's up? You know? And then they're like, oh, what? Oh my God, what am I doing? And then they'll slow down and then they'll be back like two or three miles behind me now. Yeah, like these people are under such heavy demonic influence that it's not even them anymore. It's just the demons. Their mind is somewhere else on autopilot somewhere. And the demons are just taking control, you know. I, without a doubt, like once I get left behind, it won't be long before I, I get killed. It won't be long for that happens, you know. And yeah, I mean, I might find somebody who likes me enough to let me move in with them. You know, they'll ta- they'll have the mark of the beast. You know, so I'm sure I could probably sh- straggle along a little bit, but I won't be independent no more. I won't be self sufficient. Doing things for myself, I had to depend on somebody. And then, just like the dream, like, one day I might come home and all my stuff's out of the room. And she's like, hey, you know, you're not welcome here no more because, you know, I've been providing, you know, you're just freeloading off me. Nobody likes that, you know. Nobody likes a freeloader. Nobody just likes somebody who's just using you and not not producing anything. And those who get left behind, everybody will be freeloaders unless they take the mark of the beast. You know, and those who have the mark of the beast, life continues for them. So let me finish up this dream. When Demetrius B. Trees came back, he um came with a whole bunch of people and he came back smiling and it was almost like a celebration for me kind of, you know what I mean? Like he just got such a good heart, you know, good soul. It was a good guy, you know, and that's the thing. That's, that's why Jesus is so sad, you know, because he, he knows every one of us, the detail to every one of us. He knows that there's good in us, that, that, you know, we're worth saving, you know, we're worth it. Um, but we have free will. And um he you know, he has allowed the enemy to get stronger and powerful because he was banking on how well he knew us, or who knew who who knew us intimately, our deepest feelings, you know, how we feel when we're let down or how we feel when, you know, we do something for somebody and, and they don't even care. When we go out, out of our way, like every every one of us is used to that. We go out of our way for somebody and they have no appreciation for it. Not that we want mo- money or anything. Sometimes we just want someone to make eye contact with us for two or three seconds and, and pat us on our shoulder and just say, Thank you. No, seriously, thank you. I really appreciate you. I'm serious. I really do care that, that you care for me, that you did this for me. Sometimes that's what people want, you know. It's not always about money. So when he came back, it was just a group. of. I mean, it was so many people just coming in. And I noticed it was like, uh, it's kind of like a Morris Chestnut type of movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like... It was like Demetrius came in, he 
he's African-American. He had an African-American girlfriend with him. And they were on the couch. They went, he came in like, hey, greeted me and said, hey, these are my friends. Meet Jupiter or whatever. And then he went over, hang, was hanging out on his couch. And um, everybody was just in party mode. They were like, yeah, yeah, man. I'm glad you're here. Just show me so much love, you know. And I just immediately I noticed there's a couple of homosexual men around me, you know. So I turned to look at Demetrius, and that's when I seen him on the couch with his girlfriend. So I'm like, oh, well, yeah, at least he's 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 not a homosexual, you know. He's just cool with everybody. He doesn't judge nobody. And I don't judge anybody either. I mean, I, I don't care, you know. You have free will. You can do what you want to do. I just know, you know, I just know the word, you know. I just know the word of God. I know I'm not supposed to be less than women, and I do it. You know, so I'm not perfect at all. So, um, you know, I noticed all these people around me, a lot of women, too. So I was excited about that. Like, wow, look at all these pretty women. And I was excited, you know, but, you know, when I, the homosexual dudes, they came really close to me. And, you know, they're just nah, 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 talking. And the one guy was like, hey, man. And I, he got so close to my ear, like, I didn't like it. It was like, I don't like a man, I don't want any man speaking like that to me in my ear. I'm sorry, like, my first instinct is just to punch you in your face. That's too close. And if you're a homosexual, that's disrespectful. I, I, I want to fight because that's, like, intimate, you know. Like, if it was a woman, that's cool, you know, because I like women, but. Um, well, now I really got to not be like that with women, too. Like, I just need to be focused on Jesus, tunnel vision. Really just try to stay away from all of that, you know. And, and most women that I meet these days anyway, they're not friendly like that to me. I mean, most women are aggressive like men, you know. And the men are feminine and the women are masculine, you know. So it's just, it's all messed up here. And it's it's a big turnoff because you'll see a woman that looks beautiful and she's gorgeous. And then as soon as she opens her mouth to speak, it's just like, what? What happened? You know, like, what's wrong? Like, why? Why is she talking like a guy? You know, burping, farting, cussing. It's just a turnoff. <laughs> but um, it's cool. I mean, these things are to make me aware that there's problems here in the world and that nothing's ever going to be right here because they got rid of Jesus, you know? And so I just want to be with Jesus in heaven, honestly. And I just got to remind myself. And then when I, when something like that happens, that is my reminder. When somebody's mean to me for no reason, that is my reminder. You know, if I see a woman and she's beautiful and I try to talk to her and she shuts me down and she's rude and evil towards, towards me, that is my reminder. And it's kind of like I think, you know what? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thanking Jesus because it's like, I don't want this. This is not for me. I was made to be in heaven with my creator. So you guys can have this world. You guys can be mean to each other and just be evil. But I'm not going to be here. The Christians are not going to be here. The righteous will not be here. You guys can be evil amongst yourselves. That's one thing I realized when pe people are being demonic, they're just always looking for that confrontation. Really, people are just demonic towards Christians, towards anybody who has the light of Christ in them. They hate it so much. They're so ready for the Antichrist. They're so ready to, they're ready for that freedom. And I get it. I get it because. I'm in the flesh, you know, it's not like I'm a spiritual being here. I mean, Jesus was perfect. He lived a sinless life, you know. He doesn't know what it's like to sin. He took on the sins of the world when he was on the cross, but he didn't actually sin. But, so, but he knows what it's like to sin because he had to take on the sins of the world when he died, you know. And that moment he did, but during his life, he didn't know, you know, because sometimes I argue with God, like, well, Jesus didn't know, doesn't know what it's like to sin. He doesn't know how hard it is that when you sin, 
how hard it is to not sin no more. And that, that probably is true because he never sinned. And when he took on the sins of the world, he didn't sin. He died, you know, but that was God in human form. You know, God is so great that, you know, he could never fully really be a human. So that's why you look at Jesus like a son of his, because that, that was, that's God and, and man mixed. That bridges the gap between man and God. It's perfect. It's a perfect story. It doesn't make sense any other way. So for all the Muslims, you know, they're like, oh, Jesus was just a prophet. He could never be God. And yeah, we understand that ideology. We understand that, you know, God is so great. He created everything that he couldn't be in human form. But then again, you're talking about God. He could do whatever he wants to do. But no, God sent forth his spirit into the womb of Mary, the virgin. So all of the characteristics of the flesh, as far as G the features of Jesus, came from Mary. But all of the spiritual substance and characteristics came from God. So it was God in human form. You know? That's like people like, oh, you know. We just, you know, because Muslims like, you know, we believe, believe in Islamic monotheism, that there's only one God. Well, we do too. But they're confused because of the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. They don't understand that it all comes from one source. It's just like, if they can't understand the Holy Trinity, it's be, then how is a father, a brother, a husband, and a son? How do they understand that concept, but they don't understand the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost? It's the same thing, pretty much. It's just perspective, but it's all the same source. That's one guy who's a father to his children, a brother to his brothers and sisters, and a son to his mother and father. You see what I'm saying? And a husband to his wife. <clears throat> so... Same thing with God, you know, God is God, but God in human, God being perceived in human form would be Jesus, you know, and God perceived in, in spirit is the Holy Ghost, but it's all God regardless, you know, so yeah, I don't know, um, the, the homosexuals surrounded me and they were whispering in my ear like, you know, hey, we just want to know one thing, you know, for Demetrius, like, you don't judge him in any type of way, do you? That's like the biggest thing that you'll notice with worldly people, secular people. They don't like you because they think you're judging them. That's the, they, they're, they're, they don't even, you know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> like, um, I got a bumper sticker that says, be careful because the driver of this vehicle, vehicle could be raptured at any moment. People read that and they, they automatically judge me. They think that I think, I'm better than them, even though they don't know me. That's the first thing they think when they read that bumper, the bumper sticker. Now I gave my friend Pops one and he put, he said he put it on his truck and people were doing the same thing to him. He said they were looking at him evil through his, when he looked through his rear view mirror that they're riding his tailgate, his bumper. People are curious, you know what I mean? So they, they're going to want to read stuff. They see something, they're going to try to get close enough to read it. So that's probably why they're riding the bumper. But then they're mad once they're there. So they stay there to try to harass you. And it's like, hey, I'm just driving around in the world like you are. I'm not, I'm not bothered by what people got on their license plate. People got that coexist bumper sticker. You know, I, at one point in time, I had a coexist t-shirt and a coexist bumper sticker. And I was going to the Universal Light Expo and getting readings from psychics, you know. So yeah, there was a, I was lost for a long time. And if God would have came back at any of those moments and times, I would have not made the rapture because I just didn't know. But I think God is focused on people who are, who are communicators that freely share knowledge and want to help others. I think that's where his focus is. And I've always been one of those people. You know, I try to share what I know. If I know how to fish, I'm going to teach someone else how to fish so they can teach other people how to fish. You know, I'm not going to be the person like, hey, I know how to fish. I'm charging lessons. Just, just call me and book an appointment. 
I've never been that guy. Never been that guy. You know? I've always been poor. Always been somebody who gives you what I have, even if I won't have it no more. You know, these are things that God has noticed in me, and I guess he spent a lot of time working with me and nurturing me. And even though I have extreme anger issues since birth, he loves me. and He's, he's given me chance after chance, but it's at the point now where it's like, you're, you're, you're in great danger. You are fully aware of what's going on here and you're choosing to go back to the world. You're choosing to turn your back on me. And if that's what you want, then that's what you'll get. And that's scary because I'm like a dog that returns to his vomit. I mess up all day long. And I'm talking about it's tough. Like I get flooded with sexual thoughts. That's my crutch. And it's tough. Like I need to work, go home and pray. I got to stay in prayer while I'm working. I, I can't even listen to any regular music or anything. Like I have to just 100% be focused on Jesus. It's tough. It's not easy, man. I cry a lot because of this. You know, being in the world but not being of the world, the most difficult thing that's ever, 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 ever occurred or happened to me. You know, and it's been like this for a long time. I never fit in. I was always an outcast. I was always made fun of, picked on, talked behind. People always talk behind my back. It's sad. It's sad when you're treated like that your whole life. You know what I mean? I identify with people who go through that. Handicapped people, people with disfigurements. You know, I understand exactly what they go through. Even though I don't have, you know, a handicap or a disfigurement or anything, I was treated like that just because, you know. There's never really a day that goes by that somebody doesn't say something nasty or point something out bad about me. Even my close friends, you know, you're fat. You're ugly. You got rings under your eyes. You're bald. You're this, you're that. They hear my music. Uh, I don't like the lyrics, but I like the beat. I mean, when I'm talking about nothing but disrespect, my whole life, friends, family, strangers, it doesn't stop. I'm tired. I'm weary. I want to go home and be with Jesus. I hate it here. But I try, like I try to fellowship. I try to socialize. I try to be nice. I try to be a good Christian. But I never really was. It's all new. People who know me from the past. Regular Louise, the battle rapper from New Jersey. We did a song called Stay Away. And in the song, he said he was trying to be a good Christian. And I went and tried to go stab uh his friend, I forgot his name now. Squeeze. Squeeze. Why do they call him Squeeze? Because he's a shooter, probably. Because my neighbor said those guys tried to break into my house, and it wasn't even them. It was just some random kid on another street who, um, I don't know, I seen one day or something. I actually almost ran over him because he was, I was turning down the street, and he wouldn't get out the way and almost hit him. You know how people are. People just, it's just confrontation every single day, everywhere. It's so easy to get in fights. It's so easy to be offended and, and want to attack. It's because of the demons, high demonic activity. You got to be strong. If you get raptured, man, I salute you. I salute those who will get raptured because, man, you're a warrior. This is very difficult. The most difficult journey ever. I hope I make it.
I hope you make it. In Jesus' name, amen.